Welcome to the Ryan Holt Show. On this show, you can expect the latest, the greatest, and the best curated content on business, marketing, automotive, and lifestyle. Sit back, put in your earplugs, and let's enjoy the ride. Now, as always, I want to make sure you get the best in content that will help you monster your goals, both personally and professionally. I want to keep this conversation going, so please check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at RyanHoltz1. And then go over to Facebook.com forward slash RyanHoltz Marketing, and we can chat there too. I also want you to visit www.ryanholtz.ca as this will be where I put my almighty beloved show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show. Let the beat drop and enjoy. To go here. Um, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Um, it is snowy outside. We're sitting in the mountains. Um, I think Natalia and I, who's my next guest, is sitting in L.A. and I'm sitting in British Columbia. So I think we're in two very opposing environments. Uh, your Airbnb looks really ravishing. I like his lampshade in the background <laughs> yeah. there. So that's really yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> Natalia is an independent solo uh, startup, Edmonton-based R&B, neo-soul, hip-hop singer, songwriter, classically trained in p- piano from the age of six. Natalia quickly discovered her passions and influences such as Alicia Keys, Maxwell, Erica Badu, Jodeci, and Brian McKnight. Most recently, she's gone further back in time to incorporate Motown sounds from the 1970s from artists such as Marvin Gaye, uh, Aretha mm-hmm. Franklin, and many more. Uh, Natalia has released her first EP, Connections, uh, er, album earlier in March, where she writes about the real and raw issues of life and aims to connect the matters of the world to our individual lives through the combined harmonic sounds of the piano. Uh, Natalia has performed in many Edmonton venues, busking on streets, and also had opportunities to share her music with Calgary. She's a full-time pharmacist manager uh, by day and singer-songwriter by night and day. 2017 for Nat- Natalia is a start to developing connections with her listeners and aims to make a positive impact in the lives of others through her music. Welcome to the show! Thank you. Thank you, Ryan, for having me. And hello, everybody in the world. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's what's here's what's amazing about this is so I can catch my local pharmacist busking on a street <laughs> corner um, playing music. How does that That's even right. like I mean, I mean, this is part of the reason I wanted to have you on the show, because I feel like it's it's so diverse and I feel like pharmacy <laughs> Even in university, it's such a competitive program to even get into. Um, congrats on that. Um, but Thank I think you. one would say pharmacy is very, um, it's very linear in terms of mind. So you, you know, it's very, mm-hmm. it's down, it's down the road of engineer, doctor, lawyer. Mm-hmm. And most of those mindsets are, are very, I mean, a doctor's not going to say, oh, hey, I know we're having, you know, surgery on your right knee, but today we're going to do it on your left knee. (laughs) So you can't be this like holistic, artistic person, per se, as there's, I mean, you're dealing with people's lives, you're dealing with medicine, um, and it's very matter of fact. So how does one um, become a pharmacist, which is almost the complete opposite end of your brain, um, and then go over into artistry, which is music? That is, well, from a very 
young age, I actually always wanted to do music. Um, I was trained with my all my two sisters classically in piano since the age of six. So I asked my mom, like, um, being Asian, is that what we all do? We have to go either in piano or, or violin or something like that. But she's like, no, 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 I, I put you guys in that. So, so that you learn patience, you learn, um, you learn discipline, self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then if you guys want to, you guys can start teaching, um, which we all ended up doing. Mm-hmm. But, um, this is where the, the bit of an Asian mindset comes in is that we were, we were, we weren't pushed, but we were always, there's this underlying, but hidden, but not so hidden expectation mm-hmm, of all mm-hmm. of us to pursue something that we can, that we can have a comfortable, um, living mm-hmm. where we can work hard for ourselves and depend mm-hmm. on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So pharmacy, um, to be honest, i I was no throughout high school. It was oh yeah, pre med, pre med stuff, and then first year university was like okay, yeah, getting yeah. into classes that are pre med. But I really, there was something in me that was like no, that's not for me. Yeah. Um, so are you far- doing? So are you doing a career technically that you're not a big fan of? It's yes and no. Um, that's so politically correct. <laughs> yes, in the terms of that, I have I love the people that I work with. Uh, they are amazing. And without them, I wouldn't be able to do music right now. Of course. And and my customers, my patients, they are absolutely I love them to death. Of course. But unfortunately, pharmacy compared to other healthcare professionals, we're a business too. Absolutely. And there's so many of us out there and now we're starting to extend hours. We're short staffed. Yeah. We're expected to do this and this and this and this. Yeah. Um, and, and turn out numbers. Right. Yeah. And, but at the same time, the way that I, I try to have my team go about it is it's, it's more so the patient and the quality care. Absolutely. Um, but I tell you, Ryan, it's it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, and this kind of this kind of draws into the point where it doesn't matter what industry you're in right now. Um, you know, I always look at the cell phone. This is the remote control of our life. Um, yeah. Technology and social media has exposed good and bad things in the world. Um, you yeah. see all the sexual harassment talk now. Um, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like any of these mm-hmm. issues are new issues. They're just issues that now have a bigger spotlight on. Um, when it comes to business, I mean, business thrives in every single industry. And I feel like even in healthcare, oh, yeah. um, you know, and I, I did have a, an optometrist on earlier in the show. And, you know, she said, I, I, and I said this, I said, you know, back in the day, you, you would look to your doctor or pharmacist or a caregiver as, you know, you had a lot of trust because you always felt yep. like they were looking out for your best interests. Um, you had to go to school and they, they spent a lot of money on their education. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always say now you have to be your own advocate in everything. You have to be your own advocate in health. You have to be your own advocate in business. Um, Absolutely. And I don't want it to come across as negative, but I think that, yeah, our, our world has changed a lot. And, you know, the almighty dollar has has really drove. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, if we go back into the industrial way of thinking, you know, we were taught go to kindergarten to grade 12 get good marks in grade 12, you know, apply yeah. for a program in university. And I literally just had a guest on where we were talking about this. And I said, and again, he mm-hmm. comes from a cultured background. So it was, 
be a lawyer, be a doctor, you know, be an engineer, <laughs> like something that the parents could just understand. Um, and that's, you know, yes. most people immigrating into a new country, the way out for them is through education. So the first thing mm-hmm. the parents always push is, you know, get a good education and then at least you have a good base for your life. Entrepreneurship, exactly. you know, I'm an entrepreneur and I mean, when I was in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I always say entrepreneurs is a code word for a really horrible employee. Uh, we just wouldn't work out. But you have a really interesting perspective because you are an adult. You're not in school anymore. You're finished school. You have your career. Mm-hmm. And now you're basically saying my mind and my logistics are in pharmacy, but my heart and my soul is in music. That's a tough. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> right so how do yeah, you de- how do you deal with that it's um it's you think of you know pharmacy as that's my job that's i unfortunately that's how i look at it yeah is it's my job right now and without it i wouldn't be able to do what i'm supposed to be doing which is music correct and that is and that is definitely something that I'm I'm always trying to battle yeah. find that kind of ground to as well but without one or the other I, I can't do I can't yeah. do it uh, or so to speak but um, with with music it's I I find real deep purpose purpose. Mm. Um, and I do find purpose as well in pharmacy as well, but the, the actual feeling Ryan, when I, when I, when I perform, when I perform in front of a live audience and the feedback that I'm getting, um, is just phenomenal. Like that, that feeling of appreciation that, my goodness, you're, you're, you're doing this, but you're also doing this and you're being able to, to help others in a different way, in a different avenue too, as well, that can reach more of the masses because like you, you like what you're doing right now, yeah. podcasts, you can reach, you can, it can reach other people from all over the, the world yeah. here. That's, you know, and, it's funny too, because a lot of people have asked, you know, Hey Ryan, why did you start the podcast? It's so interesting though. And now that you're on the show and if you go back and mm-hmm. listen to interviews, a lot of the guests say very similar things. You know, there's a lot of similar statements that are made. Um, And I, you know, the guy before who I messed up the interview and we're going to redo it. (laughs) Full disclosure, (laughs) full disclosure on that, man. Ross, I love you, man. We got a book for tomorrow again. I'm like, thank God he's a nice guy. Um, But, you know, I think that the podcast is a way of channeling and getting your creativity out there. I'm in marketing and I do marketing for a living and 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 whatnot. But it it it's a creative avenue, but it's also not an avenue that I get to say exactly what I want all the time because it is business at the same token. You know, I can't mm-hmm. tell a client, screw you. You know, it's not it's, you can't throw a bunch of pills at a customer and be like, go overdose, idiot. Don't worry. Don't say anything, <laughs> Natalia. I know you're on, you're held under a code of ethics, um, but you, you have to con- you have to conform, you know, t- for for many good reasons too. you know, safety and just being a good person. But the podcast is there just to simply talk. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the podcast, it's funny because people are like, you know, pick a genre, pick a lane. And I'm like, no, it's going to be some business. It's going to be some lifestyle. It's going to be some fashion. It's going to be some motivation. It might be a little depressing too. Who knows? But because Mm -hmm. I think that we as human beings, we shouldn't have to subscribe to one lane, right? No. You know, I I said a quote the other day and I said, right now I'm many things, but in the future I might be many more things. I don't know what those, I don't know what those things are going to be, but I know that how I feel at that time is going to take, you know, precedent over everything. So 
for you being an Asian person and for being very stereotypical, you know, yes. I don't I don't look at on the iTunes top 100 R&B chart and see an Asian <laughs> name. So how no. is it? Yeah. So how is it that you have an Asian girl that's got like an Aretha Franklin, you know, or we could call her Aretha <laughs> Chai. Right. I mean, like it, it you know, I like and, and I want you to, to check out this dude. Have you heard of Eddie Huang? I've heard of him, but I haven't actually like so, so, checked him out. Yeah. So Eddie Huang runs. Uh, you've heard of Anthony Bourdain, though, right? Like the food yes. guy. OK, so yes. Eddie Huang kind of runs a similar show where he goes around to all the different countries and talks about food. He's a professionally trained chef. But this mm-hmm. guy is like he's like a black dude in an Asian guy's body. And he even says it. He's he, he loves the hip hop culture. He loves the soul. And I feel like he's managed to really take you know, his heritage of being Asian, very, very proud of that. Mm-hmm. And then blended into the hip hop culture and people in the hip hop culture, you know, people who are, I, I, I want to say almost ignorant will say, what's an Asian guy doing there? And an Asian people might say, well, what's an Asian guy doing there? But hip hop culture in general is very open. Music mm-hmm. and artistry has no boundaries, right? Uh, it's only yeah. people that have said, we got to like, oh, if you look this way, you should do that. Exactly. It's garbage, right? It's garbage at yeah. the end of the day. So for you, I mean, how do you deal with that, you know, in your culture and with your family? Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I've had people like, what What does your parents say about you and your type of music? They haven't said anything. <laughs> and that's what the Asian culture is. We don't we don't talk. Yeah, there's no there's no expression um, yeah. of feelings or anything. Yeah. Um, but I think. Why do you think starting, that is? Why do you think that is? It's it's. I believe in the Asian culture, it's it's about respect. Yeah. Um, and by not expressing your true feelings, it's it's making sure that it's it's all about harmony mm-hmm. and yep. and maintaining relationships. And yep. if we start if we start stirring the pot and being like, no, I actually feel this way. Yeah. Well, and you're feeling this way, it's gonna it's gonna mess things up. So interesting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, I think, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, talking points here is about me being Asian. Um, yeah. is that, is that, uh, I, it's more so what I put on myself is yeah. like, is going to be okay. You have this Asian girl trying to, you know, singing R and B and Neo soul sure. in a genre that a lot of people in China or in Asian countries don't, aren't familiar with. People are going to, You still there, Natalia? Hello? Natalia has a hold up. Are you still there, Natalia? We're live with you. Okay. You, oh, did you cut out on me for a second there. Hello? Hello, Natalia. Are you, I'm- st- are you still there? Hello? Hello, I am. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. It seemed like you cut out there for a second. Your video, your video is not on anymore. No, it's not. Let me just figure this out. What's that, going on? That's okay. O- that's okay. Everything on my end is good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No worries. No worries. Keep talking. All right. Yeah. So it's a more of a um, something that I put on myself is that I'm scared of what people are think about me. This, uh, you know, being a poser, like who are you think you who you think you are? Um, you know, you should be singing HK pop. 
Yeah. Hong Kong pop pop. Have you heard of that? <laughs> I, I have heard of it. I have heard of it. Yeah. That's, that's not the stuff they play in Dance Dance Revolution, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. So, I mean, okay. So you're dealing with those pressures of what do people think about you? Do you care what people think of you? You know what? It's it's sad to say, but yeah, a, yeah, a bit. Of course. But I'm, starting, but I'm starting to to have the mindset that you know what I, I I shouldn't I shouldn't I should do what's what's me and what makes me true to myself. Um, but it's definitely something that I'm definitely uh, for sure dealing with and and the pressures and 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 what society has put on me. I do, suppose. Do you think social media has uh, has amplified that? You know why people are extremely kind of worried about what others think of them, and you know, do you oh, feel it okay. amplifies that? Well, I look at so like again, we're like I'm a marketer, and I mean I own a marketing company, and it's you know we spend a lot of time. I mean, what a marketer does in a, in a, in its nutshell is we day trade attention. We Mm -hmm. figure out what a company or service wants to push out as their message. And then we have Mm -hmm. to figure out the appropriate people to show the message at the appropriate time. So it's basically like day trading attention, right? Somebody comes in, you know, for a certain issue in pharmacy and, you know, they got painkillers for this and then they got stuff for that. And then, you know, a woman has, you know, birth control and all these different things. You know, we have Mm -hmm. a medication, so to speak, to solve, you know, a problem or, or a solution, right? Yes. For you, though, I mean, caring what people think about you is something that I think can debilitate somebody, completely throw them mm-hmm. into a hole where they feel like nothing's mm-hmm. happening. It's amazing how many people out there feel this way. And I mm-hmm. always feel like I'm like, I sh- you know, we should literally jo- like start a Facebook group of people who are really, you know, high, high performing people. But it's amazing how much they do care what people think of them. And that oh, yeah. will actually impact the decisions that they make. So for you, okay. first of all, how did you figure out that you care what people think? And then what are you doing to make sure that, you know, in some ways you kind of don't you're 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 Mm going to put your passion first. What are you what are you you doing to solve that? Mm -hmm. So part of the reason was it took me this long, this long to actually get myself out there. Um, I'm not going to give my age away, but I am definitely a lot older than most even YEG startup artists right now. And that is, that's probably, no, I cared about what people think. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why it took me that long to get started, to get my EP album out to, to start performing in front of others. Yep. Um, so that was in March and that was in March and up this year. And right now, what, what I'm trying to do right now is when I'm writing my new song, yep. my new songs, and I'm working on my, my new, uh, full length album, which I'm hoping to drop in May of 2018 yes. here is, uh, yes. is I think right now though, a lot of people are appreciating a lot of personal and true material. Absolutely. Um, and when I, when I sing even my four songs off my first EP album at the gigs and I sing it over and over and over again, and I, I see people, the same faces sometimes. And I, and I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, you're, you're here and you're, you're hearing all of my songs all the time. And they're they're like, you don't have to be sorry. They're Mm -hmm. like, we love the message that you're trying to um, portray through your songs. Mm. And, and I think that right there is like, wait, Natalia, I don't have to be, 
I, I don't have to limit myself to to what society has put on, you know, being that cute Asian type of voice, kind of Asian female. Um, mm. If if you look at the artists overseas, um, they're they're they seem to have this uh, very docile docile ma- mannerism to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and a gentle type of, uh, gentle type, type of music that they have. And I'm Absolutely. like, no, no, that, that, that doesn't, that doesn't flow with me. It, it doesn't, I'm like, where's the groove? Where's the, mm, like that type of <laughs> feel in the music. And, and, and that's where, where I get my, my, uh, kind of the way that I manage that part there. I think what's interesting though, is you mentioned age and then, you know, getting into music. Morgan, mm-hmm. have you heard of Morgan Freeman? Yes. So Morgan, yes. Fre- Morgan Freeman didn't get his start in acting till he was like 54 years old. Right. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> Colonel Sanders was like 70. I mean, there's there's so many people out there that it, age has nothing to do with it. It's funny. I was having a conversation the other day and I said, people that play sports, you know, have a shelf life. I mean, when you're 35, 36, 37, I mean, you're old in sports. So you're going to have a life after sport if you're playing professional. Um, mm-hmm. But artistry has no age on it. And that is the nice thing about it. So we won't give your age away, even though I know it. But uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't think you're. I don't think you're too old or anything. I think that one thing I would ask you is is you know when everybody's listening to this is if you want to sing and that's what you really want to do, but then mm-hmm. far, you know being a pharmacist is paying the full time bills. You know, it, it, do you have enough self awareness to actually? you know, evaluate yourself and say, is this something I could actually do full time? Or let's say you're a singer and you just don't make it into Hollywood, so to speak. Is there another avenue you can take that passion and then either monetize it down the road or figure out a way how to feed that void? Because some people say like, oh, I want to go here. And their their goal is so direct. But I always tell people, I'm like, well, maybe it doesn't have to be that direct. Maybe there's mm-hmm. some other avenues you can still do what you want and kind of get your cake and eat it too. Have you considered those things? It's always on my mind. Yeah. It's always it's always you know that mindset of I've got to play it safe. I'm the type of person who needs a very very secure safety net, um, yes. whether it being financial, um, and and that's where the pharmacy job comes into as well. Because uh, let, let's face it, this. This album is not is not cheap. Of course, <laughs> definitely not of cheap. Um, but you know, I I kind of I don't really want to set myself a timeline um, because something like this in any of like arts, um, anything arts takes time of course. and and patience as well. So of I course. I have I have set a um, a, a timeline of five. But if it takes six or seven for me, that's yeah. fine. I don't. I don't, a lot of people are like, are, do you want to, do you want to, is, is your end goal wanting to be like Beyonce or, mm-hmm. or Justin Bieber? No, that's not what I want to be. Um, if you, I'm not sure if you heard of, um, Martin Kerr, fellow, fellow, um, Edmonton, uh, local artists, he is doing amazing things, um, just locally too, as well, uh, doing, busking on the streets as well doing a lot of home shows <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, home shows too as well yeah and and spreading his 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 um message for for family and mm. things like that but he's i i think that's what i'm looking towards too as well and i 
in terms of pharmacy, I don't think I want to completely, completely take that out of my life because it's part of my identity. It's, yeah. you know, I'm Natalia Chai, I'm a pharmacist, I'm a yeah. pharmacist manager, I'm a musician, I'm a singer, singer, songwriter. So if I take that out, that's, that'll be, that'll rock the boat a little bit for me. So I was, you know, maybe a part-time job here and there, um, just to keep, keep that side of me. Um, but also, be a little bit more of uh, the singer songwriter and and um, try to spread spread uh, my message through my music. Um, and I'm even thinking of even collaborating with some when I release my single in January. I'm prob- potentially going to be collaborating with some associations mm-hmm. and and maybe do some doing some talks um, back at the U of A. Um, uh, as an alumni too, as well. You know, what's interesting is you met, you mentioned the word security. Security is such a interesting word because I think that, uh, it's a perception word and it's kind of the same way as somebody says, I'm going to go work at a job nine to five, Monday to Friday. And Mm -hmm. you know, I want to get my pension in the end. And then that's how it's going to go down. The one sobering thing, and regardless of culture or background or anything, is we all owe a death. That's happening. We all owe a death. Mm-hmm. And I just think yeah. about it. Can you imagine being on your deathbed saying the word security? <laughs> I'm going to put one statement out there right right now. You ready for this? I've never yeah. been I've never been to a funeral where I see a U-Haul behind the hearse. I just have never seen it. <laughs> have you? No. No, like, I have like, not. And, no, and nobody's ever given a eulogy that says, oh, Natalia, she had this much money in her checking account. She owned 16 properties and her parents were really proud of her. You know, like, yeah, they'd use the parents were proud portion. But the one thing we want to hear in the eulogy is always, you know, Natalia went after anything that she wanted. You know, she's really mm-hmm. passionate about this. But most of all, the only thing I would ever consider you know, care about is, is Natalia happy. And I think that the word security is really, really interesting because I would have to venture to say that seven to eight people right now, especially that I've came across that are working in their job or in their career that they went to school for are not happy. They're Mm -hmm. not happy with it. Or they, if they are, they're kind of like, is this all I want to do? And I feel for the first time, I think that what really happened, what really caused this is we never ever had these phones. Like we never had access to people's lives, you know, know. To, to this degree. So you're you're getting this abundance of information delivered to you, and it's not just by a marketing company or an advertiser. It's mm-hmm. by it's by your friends, it's by your family, it's by people that you actually take in to consideration their opinions and their thoughts and things like that. So you know, when you say about security, I kind of think what does that mean to you? And why is that such a big deal? You know, and the, at the end of the day, I always say you, you're a pharmacist. If anything ever went sideways, you could always fall back to the fact that you're a pharmacist. Like, yeah. even, like even if you quit your job tomorrow as a pharmacist and you said, I'm going to go and pursue music for the next 12 months and I'm going to go at it hardcore. And let's say it didn't yep. work out. You can always go back as a pharmacist. You opened yep. up by saying that there's a shortage and you're overworked. So they need more <laughs> pharmacists, right? Yeah, exactly. You know what you're saying right there? Every single one of my friends are like, what do you have to worry about? Like, just go for it. Go, go all in and out. But I, and, and I'm trying to, to really hone in onto that one thing that's like, okay, but it's always, 
yeah but what is that what is that though like there's that there's that one thing it's like you taking a step across the bridge like what what's the one thing in between that's holding you back so much you know because i just i just think about it like and you'll see that you'll hear i mean you go study the greats first of all you're in a great position because you are a little bit older because you actually do have a career you have a little bit of money obviously um Mm. and you actually you're not a starving artist you know Mm -hmm. and i always (laughs) say a starving artist they didn't a starving artist wasn't starving because their art was horrible it's because nobody knew about it it's because nobody knew about it right and and that's where marketing comes in that's where community comes in but that's also where aligning yourself with people that are going to put you in a place of success Mm -hmm. is so important and so crucial because sometimes i like i get all these messages on instagram all the time and they're like hey ryan could you give me a shout out hey ryan could you do this or hey ryan could you do that and i'm like like I, I want to give to the world, but why would I do that? Like you, you can't yeah. ever like, don't ask for somebody, don't ask something from somebody unless mm-hmm. you're willing to do something for them or they mm-hmm. like, we, we have to think these, these ways. And I feel bad because I'm like, man, their art's probably really, really good, but they're mm-hmm. just coming at it completely wrong. You know, exactly. no, like people's time is the biggest asset that they have, right? Yep. It's attention arbitrage. It's, you know, why should I give you even my 20 minutes? It's like my podcast right now. The most humbling feeling about the podcast is that somebody's actually willing to listen to it. Yeah. Wow. Like, think about how many other things they could be doing. Right. Mm-hmm. So for exactly. so for you, with everybody who listens and, you know, Asian community and, and people that are artists and they're saying, like, how can I actually go forward? Like, what do you mm-hmm. tell them? Like, what, what do you tell them? How do you do it? I, it's possible. It's, it is definitely possible. I'm telling you it's, it's 40, 50 hours a week that I work and just one hour. I'm just telling you one hour of creativity towards what you love outside of your day job. It goes a long way. And what I've learned is that what you're passionate about something, you will make the time no matter, no matter how much you say, I don't have the time. I'm, I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. I I don't feel like doing it. You will make the time. And, and no, I tell you, Ryan, like there, I I do one or two gigs a month Yeah. and that there are times where, so our shifts are seven to three or three to 11. Mm-hmm. And but there are the cloping shifts we call those, <laughs> where we close three to eleven, and then I open at seven to three. Then I go home. Then I warm up. Then I go to the gig, perform eleven o'clock. Then I open again at seven to three. Yeah. So it's like bang, 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 bang. But I, yes, am I exhausted? Yes, I am. But it's just something that energy inside of me when when I go do my performance, it's there. I I don't have to worry about it. Because and and that tells me right there that, you know, music is exactly what I want that I'm supposed to be doing. It's that energy that I don't need to go dig deep down for. It's it's there when I need it, Mm -hmm. when I need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it definitely is possible. Education, work hard for it. And if you are definitely passionate for it, go for it. Because YOLO, you only live once. (laughs) Is there there anything about being a pharmacist that's uh, transcended over into music? In terms of characteristics, you know, little things, have you have you kind of found any common denominators between pharmacy and, and music? I know it's a funny question, but I think that there's probably yeah. quite a few if you actually dig deep and think about it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know we're not going to be rapping about Oxy, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, you know, things like that. Like, is there any common denominators that you've seen? That's a very good question. I haven't actually 
thought about it that way. Um, I was thinking, yeah, as you're saying at the at the very beginning of the show that yes, pharmacy or anything healthcare is is linear. Um, and sometimes I think when I start when I sit at the piano and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start a new song. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start writing a new song. It does start in a formula way. The chords that I use. I use a lot of the same chords, um, and and unfortunately, sometimes my songs do sound the same. So it's linear in that in that sense. But then afterwards, when I take it into production, that's where my producer comes in, and mm. I tell him, "This is how I, I I imagine it to sound like. Can you do this for me?" Mm. So it starts. It always starts linear, but then the playing field expands from there. Um, how, how haven't, the, you, haven't you ever thought of this? Because it's funny, and, and you mentioned this quite a few times. You're trying to keep pharmacy and music so separate. You kind of are. So you're mm-hmm. playing two different hats, mm-hmm. and you're being, you know, basically like multiple personality, you know, disorder <laughs> type of, of of person. Have you ever thought yeah. about if you actually the one thing that you have that nobody else has is when I see an artist, it's so weird because sometimes mm-hmm. when I see an artist, I'm like, oh my god, that's what an artist should look like. But then isn't that defeating yeah. the whole purpose of art where there shouldn't really be a look and feel? It's abstract in most cases. Mm-hmm. So then you got the pharmacist. Well, I know what a pharmacist looks like They're, You know, I mean, it's so funny. Like when I see an Asian pharmacist, I'm like, it's so typical. <laughs> so typical. <laughs> Was your dad a doctor? Wait, no. Were they an accountant? Oh, they love chemistry. Were they good yeah. at were they good at mathematics? Like, come on. Right. I mean, there's nothing unique about this. Like, even I get to pharmacists, I have a pharmacist Asian guy. I'm like, you're Asian guy. There's nothing. There's nothing unique about this. He's like, I know. I totally agree with it. I said, let me guess. Your parents wanted you to do pharmacy. He's like, yes. I'm like, did they help you pay for your education? Yes. I'm like, okay. wait, let me guess. Your dad came over with only two dollars in his pocket. Actually, it was a dollar and 50 cents. But you get what I'm saying. So, okay. So I understand this. And. Not to poke fun, it, it's tough, you know. I mean, I, I can only imagine immigrating. I mean, I come from humble beginnings too, and you know, you have to work for every, you have to claw past that finish line. It's not easy, yeah. and that's where you're talking about, yeah. you know, the the work ethic, right? Exactly. How, however, if I was to see a pharmacist that gave me a completely different take on pharmacy through her music, I just think that would be a phen- phenomenal. And when we talk about attention arbitrage if if you put an artist on youtube right now and she plays a Mm -hmm. a solo album and she's in front of a computer unless she sorry in front of a piano unless she has an amazing voice that's not unique to me because i expect a singer to be in front of a piano but if Mm -hmm. i but if i see a pharmacist who's wearing a pharmacy coat in front of a piano and then knocks an r&b hit out of the park that shit would go viral (laughs) it will it will because it while it's different so have you ever thought about how can you be different by the two things that are holding you intact? It's a really good point. Just like mm-hmm. a pharmacist, maybe we think of somebody who's like geeky or whatever. But then at the same token, like my wife and I were having this conversation. She's in the medical field and um, yeah. also also business, too. And, um, you know, we had this doctor and he had like a full sleeve tattoo. You know, mm-hmm. it, and he was an Asian guy, but he had the most personality ever. And we just kind of yeah. thought about it like, you know, and if you look at the universities and stuff, they used to really take into consideration, obviously, marks. Right. 
But now mm-hmm. they're saying we need doctors that are coming in with bedside manner. We need doctors that are Absolutely. coming in that are personable, that have personality. So maybe they don't have to have that perfect grade, but what kind of life experience can they bring into this? And now you're seeing things get really funky, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, back in the day, if you had a sleep tattoo, people would kind of look at you and say, wow, that's, you know, that's crazy, right? And it's like, no, yeah. it's it's not anymore. The world has, has blended a bit. So have you thought about how you can bridge the gap between both? No, I have not. Actually, that's a very, again, another idea that I can definitely play on for sure. Um, and just... Like you said, it's it's completely two different worlds. And right now, unfortunately, it's yeah, it seems like I'm I'm separating the two. But what you're just saying there, Ryan, is absolutely very interesting and will definitely turn heads for sure. Um, so definitely a lot of things that I can I can think about right now. Well, it's so funny. Juices. It's funny because if I can, you can. So I, <laughs> Ross, who I was talking to earlier, um, he owns a marketing company out east. And we talked about kind of content marketing where, um, you know, you could curate content or you can produce content. You know, mm-hmm. an example is a DJ. A DJ will take other people's music, remix the songs and then boom. Doesn't mean that they actually created the original song. Yeah. They just they just put their own rendition on it, which is sometimes yeah. the remix can be better than the original sometimes, right? <laughs> but that being said, if you look at something I'm doing, take me for example. What is a podcast have to do with my marketing company how does that mm-hmm. help my marketing company i don't make any money on the podcast i had to go and buy equipment mm-hmm. not only that i have to invest my time i gotta mm-hmm. edit the podcast put the show notes in upload it so my time is worth something but i'm oh, going yeah. out talking to people getting conversations going so how does ryan benefit from a podcast well i think i benefit in several ways because the moment you get attention or attention arbitrage, people now are geared in and everybody says, yeah. well, hey, I listened to the podcast. Hey, that was pretty cool. What is not? So it's like, OK, if you're to Ryan's podcast, what's Ryan's podcast? Boom, 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 boom. They start researching. Well, what does mm-hmm. he do? And that and we call that top of the level sales funnel. Mm-hmm. Right. It's inbound. Yeah. So for you, it's like if somebody says, listen to my song, well, why should I just listen to your song? Like yeah. you got to get me interested to listen to your song. Yeah. And where a lot of and I and I don't believe that the best artists in the world right now are the ones that, you know, I think they were the best at marketing themselves and Mm -hmm. getting attention. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're releasing that album, the album is one thing. It costs money to produce. You have to come up with it. It takes time. But where the Mm -hmm. real work begins is getting people to even care about it. That's tough. It is so tough. Like being a solo and independent yes. artist, I am. I am the artist. I'm. I'm the product. Mm-hmm. But I'm also the manager. I'm yeah. also the the booking agent. I'm also the trying to be the the publicist, the, the promoter. I'm for and for a long time, I was also like my own hair makeup person yeah, yeah, too as yeah, well, yeah. and then also like my own ph- photographer too as well. Yeah, yeah. I, what I also learned though is that. Um, being, I, I was working by myself for a little bit since March, and then, and then I started researching what gigs can I do to put myself out there to mm-hmm. to, to tell Edmonton who is Natalia Chai, um, and then I started doing 
do more gigs and then a lot of people more people are like okay okay um good time start mm-hmm. to follow follow me on my instagram feed here mm-hmm. and and start to listen to my music as well and i'm not that type of person who's who's gonna be like hey go on the rooftop and be like hey i'm natalia chai come listen to me i'm great yeah. and all this i'm not that person i'm yeah. definitely not that person and and it's just and i think it's one busking um, gig that I did was on 124th Street, and mm. that was and that got the attention of what, a management group here uh, uh, back home in Edmonton that I'm working with right now. Mm. It's just small little connections here and there. Absolutely, and being um, getting people aware as well. But like I said, I'm I'm not that type of person who's just gonna go out on the street and start calling people to listen to me as well. I I I gain appreciation when real when people actually actually come up to me like you know what hey natalia you're real like i i love your music um i love your voice um my voice is one thing that i'm actually needing to invest more in i i never was trained in that so mm-hmm. compared to a lot of artists um i don't have the stamina mm-hmm. when i when i do uh when i do live gigs as well but mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, it's it's tough being solo as well. But it, I love the journey, and I'm getting I'm getting a lot of uh, messages here from mm-hmm. other producers as well for mm-hmm. collaborations. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know what, Natalia, I think you're doing that's you're doing something. Mm-hmm. If, if you're getting if, if you're getting messages, if, if there's one thing I could say to artists though, and it pains me, one piece of advice though is when you're not singing or working on your art. Mm-hmm. You have to market it. So there's something on Instagram called a dollar eighty challenge. It's a dollar and eighty cent a day challenge. Gary Vaynerchuk mm-hmm. came up with it. And I love it. Basically, you go to nine hashtags that are related to music, and you go on each. So let's say you take uh, you know music or art or LAX yeah. or YG music or YVR music, whatever you want. Yeah. You go to that hashtag and you comment your two cents on nine people's. Mm-hmm. Uh, photos. So maybe you see somebody playing a guitar and you actually leave a legitimate, sincere comment. I've been doing this and it is massive because it helps get people. First of all, you're a part of now that conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've got my guests, most of my guests on, like we have some really exciting ones. We're gonna have a Chop Canada guest on. We're going to have uh, the former lead designer for Nike Air Jordan brand, which is massive. Uh, and it's I literally send them a direct message. Boom. Yeah. Here's what I'd love yeah. to do. And it takes persistence, but it, you know, again, it, it it just comes down to I think how bad do you want it? Um, mm-hmm. But again, it's everything you're doing off the field is probably more important than what you're doing on the field, right? Mm-hmm. Do the best people okay. do the best people play? No, I don't think they do. I think it's the people that understand how to again get attention arbitrage, but put themselves in the most opportune uh, opportunistic moments and situations mm-hmm. out there. And then you're yeah. right. It's a com- it's a compounding game. One person sees you here, and then another person sees you there. So, yeah. uh, as Natalia, we don't know the age yet, but let's dig in. So, are you married? Do you have kids? Are you pl- nope. are you? Would you like to get married? Would you like to have kids? Uh, so I'm currently single, yeah. and yes, eventually I do want want to get married. I would like to the the kids thing right now. I'm on the fence. <laughs> I'm on the fence right now. It's it's uh, it's a scary world, Ryan. <laughs> I know. I I'm a part of it. I I'm a, I'm a new dad. I'm I'm thirteen. I'm a thirteen month veteran of 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 parenthood. Yeah, fatherhood. 
Yeah, it's it, adorable. Thank <laughs> you. You know what? It's it's is it scary? I think the only thing that's scary is when you look at him or you look at her or your child's eyes and you realize when they look back at you, you're the last line of defense and you were the first line of defense and they their whole life and their whole being is dedicated to the actions that you bring so it's not just about you anymore and i think especially with when people have you know businesses or they have personal endeavors or you want to go out there and get your dream you know mm-hmm. a lot of people look at kids as a way to like crush that because it's like you talk about security oh wow once you have children then you start thinking about security in a big way but yeah. you can't let fear dictate your moves. You just can't. You have to keep yeah. hitting it and hitting it and hit, hitting it. It's funny because we look online all the time and a lot of people say, man, this this person's life is so perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it, it, it behind the scenes, it takes work. It takes dedication. Not every day is a good day. I mean, man, there's days I, I set up. I'm totally prepared for it. And then it just mm-hmm. crumbles. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the heck happened? Like, I was prepared <laughs> for this day. Why did it just like go down the tube like that? Yeah. Um, but that's the way it goes. But you got to come back and you got to go at it a little bit harder. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I know she have tattoos. How many tattoos do you have? I just got two and I got them in September. Oh, you did? Okay. So what are, what are they of? Uh, so the one on my right shoulder here, yep. it's uh, the word believe. Yeah. And I actually designed that myself. Um, so in music, so there's the treble clef yep. and the bass clef. I'm not sure if you're familiar yeah, with I those, am. but what I did was, um, I know how to on, play, I know on, how to play the trumpet by the way, and the saxophone. Ah, fun fact, fun fact. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, um, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. I'm probably going to get you on my, on my uh, records. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what I did was I fused it and then turned it to the side. So I was like, you know what? That looks like a B. Mm. Um, so I'm going to use that uh, for B. And then the um, the extension on the treble clef there is uh, was um, so extended around so that it becomes the dot on the eye. So it's the word believe. Absolutely. And then... And then the one on my left rib cage um, is a uh, is an EKG. Yep. Um, and it's the word uh, the phrase music is life. So mm. those, those are the two there. Yeah. And how did you li- how, how did you link up with uh, shout out to Danica's T? I've never I haven't yeah. met I, I haven't met Danica. I, I've talked to her online and stuff like that through Instagram. How how are you guys? Are you guys like how are you guys friends? Or is that all through social media? All through social media. It's um, just like you. She sent me a direct message on Instagram and was basically um, saying, oh, uh, because I was doing a gig at Union Hall. um, And she's like, are you performing on the same? Like, yeah. And she's like, oh, by the way, just uh, with your last name, do you love do you love Chai? I'm like. In fact, I do. That is my favorite. <laughs> my favorite tea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is, is chai. Okay. And from then on, like, and, and I and I I posted on my Instagram like what well, picture of the two of us, and it was like this is um, the beginning of a great a great friendship. Um, she is she's literally the connector to all great things. She's connected me to photographer. She's yeah, connected yeah, me yeah. to to Miriam what, at the Original she, Apparel. What does she do? She cooks and she eats tea. So she, yeah. And then how did like she owns a business, right? Yes. So yes. what does she do? Like puts on workshops or? Yeah, I believe she did that in in the first few um, uh, months as well. Yeah. And but right now, I I believe she's she's taking a different approach. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
as well. So, but yeah, she cooks and eats with tea. It's very interesting. She had me over. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, the very first time that we met in person, I went over to her place and she cooked me a delicious bowl of matcha Whoa. noodle soup. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you, you know, sometimes there are just people that you just click with. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, so, was, so, uh, so as an Asian person, do you feel like are you, are most of your friends or inner circle Asian or do you feel like they're you're not or like do you feel like because a lot of ethnic uh, people sometimes they, they say like, you know, I feel like I almost separate myself from that community a little bit because I don't like the judgment. Even my wife, my mm-hmm. wife is Arabic, right? So Arabic, same mm-hmm. thing. It's very, you know, it's it's a big community and. Her parents are very independent where they're like, no, you know, just because this is what we're supposed to do or say <laughs> they very, you know, independent free thinkers. So Nora is very different than that. Do you find yourself mm-hmm. is most of your inner circle Asian or are you kind of out there or how, how does that play mm-hmm. into your life? Growing up, I would say my inner circle was 99.9% Asian. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not until I got into the music scene at Edmonton when my circle started to expand. Yeah. And and I actually, I, I like that um, because... I would say um, I, I was born and raised, born and raised all my life in in Edmonton, Alberta, yeah. and a lot of my friends happen to um, the Asian in my Asian circle. Yeah. But it's it's nice to it's you know it's nice to venture out, so to speak. Of, co- of course, <laughs> so to speak, in a yeah. different culture, if you know what I mean. Yeah, of course. Um, as you know, sometimes like with uh, one of my best friends, all of my best friends are actually, you know, pharmacists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who I, went to, I went to pharmacy school with. Right. But you're I've sounding really of- typical now. You're <laughs> sounding back to this and they're Asian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. And, and my best friends also from high school, they're they're Asian, too, as well. And they're going to be my lifelong. But sometimes, you know, when I when I hang out with my music friends, it's it's refreshing because we don't have that you know, pharmacy talk. We don't talk about you're, that. It's, it's different. Your, yeah. your Instagram profile and your social media, you're, you don't show a lot of personal stuff. No, <laughs> in, 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 you don't show many dynamics of you. Why is that? Um, what are you, what are you hiding from? You see, you see, <laughs> you seem scared to some degree. I don't know what version of scared, but I mean, again, right. This is a chance for you to maybe introduce yourself to people and say, but like, you seem scared. Like you're, you, you you seem very um, programmed in the sense of you're, you're walking down the line. You you, you kind of are very yeah. cautious of going right. You're cautious of going left. I mean, <laughs> but then inside, as I'm talking to you now, you can tell that there's a lot more that you would like to say and do that you're not really saying and doing. And mm-hmm. it, why is why is that? Like, trust me on this. And if I can get I mean, from my experience, only when you are truly, truly, truly um, vulnerable is only mm-hmm. when the true magic will ever happen. Mm. And coming from somebody mm-hmm. who's as type A as they come, somebody who <laughs> is, um, I wouldn't say I'm, I think, I mean, I'm a, I'm very self-aware. I'm a polarizing character to some degree. I'm opinionated. Um, <laughs> I have a lot to say. Uh, I don't care if you are my mother. I, like, I will tell you where to go, how to, I'm very, very, I'm a great person. Um, I, my values are very whole. Um, but if yeah. somebody comes against me, man, it's on. And I don't know if that's mm-hmm. maybe my background growing up, but 
I'm very, very proud of who I am, and I'm. I mm-hmm. hate. I hate when people pick on uh, underdogs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I go into schools and I speak about bullying and mental health. I played football growing up, so wow. you know, was I a cool guy? Oh, yeah, I was kind of always a cool guy, but I was the guy that would always walk alone in the halls and I talked to everybody. And if I seen somebody who was kind of in a rut or maybe in the corner, I would always try to bring you know, make them feel mm-hmm. nice. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a very, very passionate individual about life. Um, yes. But I hate when I talk to people and it happens every time, every day, even if it's the smallest or the biggest conversation and you feel like you're talking to the person, but mm-hmm. they're not giving you them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so where do you so what does that mean for you? Like and, and here's the thing. What's interesting you in your Asian community, you're not the only one that feels this way about yeah. becoming a pharmacist, becoming a doctor. I mean, and it's not just Asian, East Indian, Arabic, man, every ca- Caucasian, black, everything in under the sun. If you have mm-hmm. parents that have said, you need to do this, you need to go to school and you need to mm-hmm. become that. People are now starting like I have a friend, word, no word of a lie, 14 years in post-secondary Okay, uh, to become an anesthetist, right? An anesthetic guy. That's a specialist. Yeah. A lot yeah. of schooling for that. <laughs> to decide he really just loved carpentry. Wow. Just love being a carpenter and yeah. quit. Done. Now, yes, they, he could go back at any time and, you know, go do the doctor route. But he, 14 years of post-secondary. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much money that is, first <laughs> of all? You know how much money? Yeah. Now his parent and his parents are not well off, so he took some debt on that. That's a lot Absolutely. of money, right? Yeah. So and you know Absolutely. this. So I like I I don't understand why people are doing these things, and I I like I get it, but I want you to enlighten our listeners why. And you're a pharmacist now. Think about all these pharmacy students right now at the UVA. And the mm-hmm. ones that just came out and literally got into the program, you know, as mm-hmm. soon as you get accepted, it's a party. It's a celebration. I got into school like it's a milestone. Yep. Now, imagine some of these kids are thinking right now. I know it sounds good. I know this is a great career. I just don't like I'm not all in. I'm not 100 mm-hmm. percent. I don't feel. And there's kids right now. They literally feel like this is not the program for me. Fact. Mm-hmm. But they're in it right now. Exactly. What, what would you say to them if you if you were the Natalia, you know, I, I don't want to age range you. So let's age range <laughs> seven to 15 years ago. You know, I mean, what would you say to yourself and what would you say to them? What I would say to myself is. And I don't want I politically correct. I want the truth. Yeah. And it's very interesting, Ryan, that you can already pick that up. And I'm and I'm not your mom or dad, so you don't have to please me. I want the truth. (laughs) Is what I would say to myself, my young self at that time is, and I don't usually swear, is fuck it. (laughs) Yay! I'm gonna get a clap on for that. Yeah. Exactly. Like, don't give a shit about what other people or society are putting on you, especially now. Like, I thought it was hard, but we were talking earlier about social media and the pressures that 
celebrities or whatnot mm-hmm. are putting on today's young women mm-hmm. and, and children too as well. What they're what beautiful looks like, what's mm-hmm. what's the cool the cool and in society as things are right now. If you're not feeling it, um, so I, I know what the Asian mindset is is, and I was lucky, very lucky that my parents never really pushed us. And I know I have other friends who, unfortunately, they were basically, if you don't do this, we're gonna disown you. Yeah, and yeah. and it's it's a tough game. But yeah. if you're not happy, and this is your your life, if you're not happy, and you dedicate two thirds of your life into something that you don't that you don't enjoy. It's, it's not a life. It's not a life. It's not a life at all. It's not a life. And and you're not going to be happy. It's, it's definitely not, it's not who you, Mm. and that's what's and and right now I, I kind of wish that I started, I I always tell myself, I wish I started music a lot earlier. Mm. I wish I would have let go of that fear. Mm. And, and, and that's, you know, I want people to, to really, to really like me. I I want people to like my music Mm. and just like a politician, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to like you. You're going to get, you're going to get the, the people who's going to run you down. Who's going to, who's going to say everything under the sun, but, but you're going to get other people who's going to love you too as well. You know, you, not everyone's going to you know like you. You know so funny? I talk about my, I talk about this with my wife all the time because yeah. I, you'll meet somebody and I think it's interesting. It's almost like that philosophy of like, I really want you to be happy, but not before <laughs> me. I want to be happy first and then you can be happy. But, yeah. pe- but you meet people and I really think it comes down to ego and insecurity Cause just your mere existence will bother somebody (laughs) and you're just like, what did I even say or do to that person? Like, they're just like completely don't like me. And I mean, I've had this, I think I'm going out and waving a flag into the world. That's very different. Even in my industry, I would say I'm not a black, almost a black sheep in some senses because I'm I'm not doing everything the way everybody does it. I don't, Mm -hmm. um, just to make money, I'm not going to say the right things and do the right things just to make money. I will, I will leave money on the table because I, it just does not feed my soul. Um, and I feel like people in this world, if they focus less on trying to accrue materialistic things, they want the cars, the houses, the, the new cars, the new houses, all these things. Canadians have so much debt, so Mm -hmm. much personal, just consumer debt. It's disturbing. And I always say if people lived a little bit more moderately, simply and realize that buying something is not going to fill your insecurity, you need to fill your insecurity. Then Mm -hmm. maybe we could all start doing what we actually want to do in life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I mean, I don't know what else to say. I I, I think that I'm very blessed that I realize this and I'm not an old person either. I've I've been thinking this way since I was a kid. I just thought. I look at the world and I'm like, no, it, it, something is different here. It's, yeah. this is not, no, no. I, I think there's more to it. And I've always been somebody who's very curious and, mm-hmm. but then also have enough gusto to say, you know, I'm going to speak up and do something differently. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like if everybody who felt like you did, you know, had a Facebook group, oh my God, 
Could you imagine <laughs> that you had a, you know, a resource of like a hundred thousand people to go talk to that felt oh, exactly yeah. like you, whether it was a pharmacist or a carpenter or a doctor or an entrepreneur mm-hmm. or a podcaster or whatever the heck they do. And people were just mm-hmm. like, man, today was a bad day. Well, why was it a bad day? Well, this is what we do. I, you know, I feel like people aren't like if we got to support each other more, you know, yeah, absolutely. but how do you support somebody if you really don't know them? People aren't being themselves. They are mm-hmm. not showcasing. Mm-hmm. It's like when you go into work. Mm-hmm. Hey, Natalia, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> and people, they don't even listen to how you're doing. And no, th- they don't. They don't. And those words are so impactful. You know, hey, how are you? When we talk about mental health and suicide and all these things, people are killing themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing celebrities do it. And mm-hmm. I think it was that. Um, what's his name? The Lincoln Park guy that uh, Chester Chester. Oh, yeah. The, oh. the main lead singer. Yeah. Oh. His wife released that video of him having dinner. I think they were at a group table or something. This is yeah. hours before. And you would yeah. never think this. He yeah. looked normal. He's laughing inside. He's dying. So I tell yeah. people all the time. I'm like, oh, man, just. Hey, how are you? Like, listen, you know, pay attention. Get to know the person. Get to know them. Take the time. And this mental health, everybody now, you know, over the recent couple of years has started talking about mental awareness and mental health. Mm -hmm. And just like everything, I I, I always get worried about when I see things becoming like commercialized, like mental health Mm -hmm. and depression and PTSD and all these things have been around forever. I think they've been around. I think as long as humans have been around, they've been around. I think that we just didn't talk about it. And now we're talking about it, which is good because it's a good first step. But now exactly. it's like you are you have to learn how to work within that. I'm very passionate about that because I think that people just need to start being themselves more. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. so so back to the whole personal thing. If you look on my Instagram, my Ryan Holtz one, it's funny because people say and they'll make the comment. You don't really talk a lot about marketing or what you do, like per se, but you yeah. show you showcase your family a little bit. But I'm very cautious to like, I don't show a lot of pictures of my home or, you know, homes, whatever, or like certain mm-hmm. things. I'm like, no, no, no. Like even my son is, you know, very, you know, it's very, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not showing him naked and all these things like because I'm very <laughs> I'm very private to some degree as well. Um, yep. But I feel like how can I build an audience or a community by only showing one side of Ryan? And I mm-hmm. think that by showing a little bit of my life it allows people to connect with me better and there's more mm-hmm. transparency there. When somebody hides behind whatever that is, yeah. I mean, I smell it. And you <laughs> and you and you hide a bit. You hide a bit. I can tell you hide a little bit. And you're gonna get off this podcast and you're the kind of person that you think about everything. You oh, will yeah. you will rip it apart. And then you're oh, gonna yeah. say, did, did I man, you know, I talked to him and he just picked it apart. But this is what the podcast is for, because I think that, you know, even when I have people on, like I think about, you know, I've had some really good high profile people on, too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bring out the same thing or the same 10 questions that every other interviewer is asking. People want to hear like somebody's like life, you know, could you yeah. imagine talking to Beyonce and instead of asking, talking to Beyonce about how good of a musician she is, no shit, she's a good musician. We know <laughs> she's a fucking good musician. We know that she's successful in life. But could you imagine I said, Beyonce, did you ever, like, did you ever eat Kraft Dinner? And she's like, you know, Ryan, I really love Kraft Dinner. 
Yes. You oh, you, it, it's a completely <laughs> different dynamic. And Absolutely. she and she's going to give me more of her because I'm not asking her the same stupid questions. I'm not and I always say when you talk to somebody who's really successful, don't just talk about them being successful. Talk to them about the journey. Because mm-hmm. most successful mm-hmm. people don't even see themselves as successful. They see themselves from the beginning while it was happening and where they are now. And it's amazing. Yeah. And we call it humility. Right. Yes. Yes. So exactly. Um, I'm going to get into our fire round here. But why are why do you not show much personal on your Instagram? Still never got that answer. <laughs> why? Um and just so you know, Natalia, and, and I'm asking this uh, sincerely, because a lot yeah. of people would say to me, Ryan, th- this is a very big topic because a lot of people would say to me, I just don't want to show my life. I'm not that kind of person or, mm-hmm. you know, there's crazies out there or all kinds of weird stuff. And I totally get that. But I don't know. I just think a day and age, if you opened up an Instagram account or you opened up yeah. a Snapchat account. Yeah. And all everybody listening, you can send me hate mail. You can email it to info at Reinholds.ca. <laughs> if you say I'm going to open up a social media account, say it out loud. Social, social. media account. Social. Could true. you imagine if I met you in person mm-hmm. and I only talked about your left cheek? <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> So I have to talk to you about more things. That's what being social is about. You don't have to tell your life story because I'm I have I see people on there. They give everything. Yeah, they give it all out. (laughs) And I don't think you have to do that. But I think that you're a pharmacist. I would love to see a picture of you in your hands counting up pills. I would love to see that. And then the next picture, I would love to see those same hands on a piano. Oh, yeah. Now, could you now could you imagine you took two photos and you said, this is my day. First part of the day, your hands are doing pills. The second part of the day are our hands on piano. Tell me that shit is not good. That shit is dope. It's dope. (laughs) It's dope. Or you post a picture that's like this. You have one empty pill bottle on a Mm -hmm. piano key and you say, what is the common denominator here? (laughs) Natalia is like there's so many things even as pharmacists I'm very curious about pharmacy I I, I, I'm like music is great but pharmacy Mm -hmm. to me is huge too because I think about my god how do you go into work every day and if you give the wrong dose like you could kill somebody oh yeah I mean straight up a game to the max every day you know or how do you i'm like i'm exhausted i'm just like oh my god like i go home i'm like oh my gosh did i did i actually check this yeah or or like how do you ascertain if like somebody's addicted where you think in the back of your head i know the doctor prescribed this but man Mm -hmm. this person's coming in like a I mean, you're not dumb, right? You're like, is this person like, you know, is this like medicinal or is this like, yo, this person's, they got a habit happening here. Like, oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. The types of people that we see for sure. Um, But yeah, to get back to your question, how come I not personal things on my social? Um, It's, 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 it's a mix of everything is that, you know, there are definitely are crazies out there. Yep. 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 (laughs) And, um, but you do make a great point is that I, 
I do want people to know more of the, you know, the pharmacist Natalia. I'm like, when I'm not doing music, what am I doing? Other and when I'm not working, what am I, what am I doing? Mm. I love to binge watch, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good at binge watching. I love fashion. I love food. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing here in LA is like, I've been checking out the restaurants here. I see that. Um, And it's, uh, like I, I can watch, you know, Walking Dead from beginning to end within a month, all seasons, all eight seasons. And yeah, I am busy, but there are, I, I'm human. I like my downtimes. I, I have my guilty pleasures for sure. But that's a very good question. I, it's just, you know, I don't always been a private person. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's part of it is, is how I was raised is you don't, don't need to boast. You don't need to be like, mm. you don't need to put everything out there on the plate too as well, because then where does the curiosity of other people wanting to get to know you? Right. Um, it's, it's a bit of, yeah, see that's, that to me is a dated philosophy and I, and I get where you're going with that. And I totally agree with that because there's a fine line between boasting, bragging and then storytelling. Right. Mm-hmm. And storytelling. That's why for my like, even if you take my social media, I really like to present it in a way that's like, especially if you look at my stories, I don't want everything mm-hmm. to look perfect because it's never perfect. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's really kind of showcasing myself sometimes as a clown, you know, and I've had a lot of great achievements and stuff. But those have all came, you know, as a result of hard work. But then for every time I've succeeded, I've failed 10 times. And I feel like if if I only show my successes, that that's not paying homage to my journey, and then that's not telling the audience the proper story. Because what if somebody always sees your wins and they're losing? That doesn't motivate yeah. people. That actually makes them feel worse because they're like, "Well, yeah. I'm losing everything." There's not a successful person out here unless you came into you know family that's millionaires and you got everything handed to you, in which those people oh, yeah. have problems too now. Um, there's no successful person out there that hasn't failed. You know, Mm -hmm. I think we all fail. And I think that the journey is where it's at. I always say, you know, whatever year you're born to the end of the year, you know, it always says 19, blah, blah, blah to 2000. That dash is everything. It's the dash. That's the journey. So for you, I just think you want to be an artist and you're, you're going through that. Could you imagine you walked around every day and just took one little video of your journey every single day? And 20 mm-hmm. years from now, you and your kids, if you decide to have kids, could look back and be like, wow, this is what mom was doing. Yeah. One of my listeners said the best thing to me ever, and it kind of really touched me. He said, you know, Ryan, your podcast is really special. I said, why? He said, because Dejan could actually go back in 30 years and listen to his dad's voice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. And, 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 and not listen to the, to the voice that everybody wanted to hear, but actually listen to his dad talk, real talk and authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's huge. So mm-hmm. for you, um, I mean, you've been great. We're going to get into the fire round before we okay. get into the fire round. Is there anything, uh, and I'll give you, I'll give you a chance to plug yourself and everything, but is there anything else you wanted to say? Absolutely. So um, if you guys haven't already, um, you guys can follow me on Facebook. Instagram, oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's at the end, Natalia. <laughs> I'll give you a chat. I'll give you a chance to plug yourself at the end. But is there anything else you want to say um, that is to the listeners or yeah. a piece of advice to people or, you know, if it's the pharmacy cap, if it's the artist cap and maybe just mm-hmm. even just something that's really like vulnerable just something that you don't speak a lot about yep 
Actually, I was listening to episode 23 uh, two nights ago, and what I found very powerful was um, I can I am so much more today, but I can be many more things, mm. and I that I found that very resonating. So that's what I want to tell you know those in the pharmacy in the pharmacy world um, or just any anybody who has who's down one road but want to do a lot more things, go for it. Um, Because you'll be getting a lot more self-fulfillment, but helping others will get that, will give you that self-fulfillment. So that's Mm. what what 2018 is going to be about for me is doing more, a lot more community work, um, mm. and, mm. and helping others. And actually I'm, I'm thinking of actually starting a foundation mm. in Africa, in, in Africa. Um, I have a, I have a, uh, a sponsored child in Africa oh, and just, great. just, yeah, just seeing her, just seeing just a small amount of money every mm. day that, just goes a long way and she just sent me this picture of her smiling mm, and mm. and it just touched me completely and so I want to help others um, through my music as well but also doing foundation but just doing what you want to do and and I know this is a lot of your guests have said that too as well on on the show but it, it really is the truth is you have to do what you want to do, um, whether it being one step, but then you can, it, it'll be a stepping stone to your next, mm. to your next journey too as well. Mm. So let go of that fear. Don't give a shit about what other people <laughs> think about you. Um, and the main thing is, is, is you and helping other people for sure. Absolutely. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fire round. Question number one, okay. sneakers or heels? Sneakers. Okay. Uh, what's for dinner tonight? For dinner. Oh, I'm going to check out. I'm going to go back to the uh, donuts and fried chicken place <laughs> yeah. here in LA. Whoa. So. There we go. <laughs> Live from Los Angeles. Tupac. <laughs> I love it. Uh, are you a hunter or gatherer? I am a gatherer. Uh, you are a new addition to a crayon box. What color would you be? Going to be royal blue. Okay, who would win the fight between Superman and Batman? Superman. Uh, Number six, what is the number one thing that drives you? It is my passion and happiness. Yeah. Okay, and what's your passion? My passion is music, but also through that, helping others. Okay, Proudest proudest moment personally? Personally, is getting my first EP connections out. Mm, biggest <laughs> professional accomplishment? Becoming a pharmacist manager. <laughs> okay. How do you define success? Is happiness. Okay. What are you scared of? Failure. <laughs> do you have a role model? Alicia Keys. Okay. What is your favorite? <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do? Favorite thing to do, other than music, is eating and binge watching. <laughs> <laughs> when you think of Edmonton, what's the first word that comes to mind? Green. Interesting. One piece mm-hmm. of advice you would give someone who's scared shitless? Go for it. Jump in. All in. It's all all in or nothing. When you hear the word star, what is the first thought that comes to mind? Dreams. If you were to have kids and they were to ask you and say, mom, 
I don't want to be afraid of what people think about me and I don't want to live my life that way. But would you feel that you've lived your own life that way? Mm. Yes. Okay. See? I believe I am on the path and I'm going to keep going. Absolutely. That's great. Yes. Uh, everyone, uh, Natalia has uh, done a, a little cameo slash a uh, little loop. I'm going to end off the show with that. Um, Natalia, how can everybody reach out to you? Natalia, the number eight chai on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, or you can always, uh, I got my email there on too as well. So I'd love to connect with you guys. That's what it's all about. That's what my EP album is all mm. about is connections. And, and I cannot wait to get to know you guys. Mm-hmm. I asked my last uh, guest this too, because this is something that I, I always, I want this show to be interactive. So I feel that when I'm speaking, when I'm talking on the podcast, I'm not talking at the listeners. I, it's funny because I know you're listening in your headphones or you're listening in the car and it's weird because when I'm talking or I have a guest, I think about it and I'm like, it's so weird. Like I'm kind of talking to somebody's ear. It's like an intimate experience because <laughs> it's not like it's this mm-hmm. big crowd, right? However, mm-hmm. I've had lots of messages and, and reviews and, and hundreds of several And it's funny because we've had some guests and people have messaged me saying, how can I reach out to that person? So I actually asked the last guest, I said, what would be the best way of cultivating like the listeners of the Ryan Holt show to not only interact with each other, but also interact with guests and stuff? Because some people have had further questions. One guy mentioned a Facebook group and he actually said that um, you could have something where um, if a guest comes on, you could do like a, you know, 20 minute, ask me anything. So mm. the guest, so people listening could ask any question into the group and then the guest would actually go in and actually respond to it. So I was like, that's kind of a good idea. What would be your suggestion to get everybody just a one area where people could actually, you know, converse almost like a, wow. com- well, like a community. Yeah. Like a community. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm new to this here. It's, it's, have you heard of Twitch? Twitch. Heard of Twitch. What's Twitch? Yeah, it's a. Um, so I'm also part of an artist development group in Edmonton, okay. and we're doing a um, uh, a live music stream. But Twitch is actually a a form. It started oh. out as a gaming, as oh. a gaming, uh, gaming. Um, a t- um, I guess a platform, but is now starting to transform into you know arts, Interesting. music, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Other stuff. But you can actually interact with your followers, so to speak, oh. or other people on there, yeah. all at once, and you can actually talk, um, chat as long as you like. So that's that's probably one one another platform that uh, you can look into for sure and have conglomerate all of your Ryan Holtz podcast. Yeah, listeners. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and interact right then, live time, real time. Absolutely. Interesting. No, it's a good idea. Um, yeah. Natalia, thanks so much for coming on the show. This Thank has you. been another amazing episode <laughs> of the Ryan Ocho Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and review on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all the show notes will be on ryanholtz.ca forward slash podcast. If you want to shout out or send me a message at ryanholtz1 on all the social media platforms, uh, We might be many things now, but we could be many more things in the future. Mm. This has been another episode. Natalia, uh, we're going to do a three, two, one, boom. So three, two, one, boom. (laughs) Natalia, I'll send you all the links and stuff once it's up. Thank you. Absolutely. Have fun in LA. I will. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah.